Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Fresh Dot, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Landbauer. Welcome back, everybody. Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt. And it's great to be here with our senior pastor, Carl Landbauer. Good to be back. It is Tuesday, June 20th, and we are so glad you're back with us again. And we find ourselves today in the Old Testament in a beautiful psalm, a psalm of David, Psalm 51. We're going to be looking at some selected verses from that, but we would encourage you to go through this whole psalm uh, because it is such an expression of repentance on David's part, and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, yeah. Psalm 51, uh, we're just going to read a handful of verses here. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Hmm. Boy, there's a lot there, isn't there? It sure, there sure is, as always. Um, the first thing that hits me is in that, in that phrase, blot out my transgressions. David doesn't merely ask God to overlook his indiscretions or right. even to, to just say forgive. He, he uses a very uh, different expression here, to blot out. And uh, I did a little digging on this in a commentary, and it talked about how in Old Testament Israel, in legal documents, if a debt was paid, it was literally blotted out, covered over uh, on any kind of documentation so that it literally ceased to exist. Hmm. And so I'm thinking that he was being intentional here by using a phrase like that. Yeah, it would make sense. There certainly is that a financial debt is a really good image for the need for forgiveness because we can relate to that. Mm -hmm. There's a weight that comes with owing something to somebody. And then when it is forgiven, that weight is lifted. And it's pretty dramatic when that happens. And right. so it would make sense that David would have a little bit of a financial metaphor kind of in his mind as he does that. Much like in the New Testament, Jesus crying out from the cross to Telestai, it is written. Oh, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to use Greek. Anyway, Jesus <laughs> crying out from the cross, it is finished. And uh, that's the, the term would be written on a, on a bill once it's completely yep. paid. The debt is paid. Uh, it is finished through the, the cross of Jesus, which uh, maybe jumping a little bit ahead in the conversation here, but that is the only way by which David is going to be forgiven or any of us. It has to be atoned for. Right. Um, and we see other expressions of that elsewhere in Scripture. Um, like, And we see it in popular music, popular Christian music too. As far as the East is from the West, mm -hmm. right? So far has he removed our transgressions from mm -hmm. us. Um, yeah, Psalm 103. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful words. Yeah. In fact, uh, oftentimes when I'm, if I'm visiting somebody and I know it's a deathbed type of visit, we'll walk through and we'll read Psalm 51 and I'll invite them to repent, to confess anything that they have on, on their hearts, to lay that before God. And we'll go straight from Psalm 51 to Psalm 103 as those words of forgiveness, sin separated from you as far as the east is from the west. Uh, because I know when I am in my last hours on this earth, that's what, that's what I want the opportunity to do. 
lay all my debts on Jesus and know they've all been paid for. And of course, we know the context here for this psalm is David in repentance after being exposed by the prophet Nathan. Uh, through the prophet Nathan, God reveals to David that he is fully aware of mm-hmm. a sin that David had clearly believed he had gotten away with, mm-hmm. uh, with Bathsheba. And uh, I, I just find it remarkable when you read about that in Second Samuel, how David's response to Nathan's accusation is so immediate. You know, um, I have sinned against the Lord. And, and Nathan's response back is, the Lord has taken away your sin. God didn't have to think about it mm. and mull it over and say, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it was such an immediate forgiveness. And so David is just, I think, in this psalm here, in Psalm 51, uh, perhaps just overcome, perhaps, by the, the love uh, of God to respond that way to him. Yeah, it, well, I wonder, I mean, at some point he had to actually write the thing, yes. which is not, a, that, that takes some time, right? This is poetry, it's right. crafted, it's not mm-hmm. just the, the first words on the tip of your tongue. And I wonder if this was part of how he he processed his his need for forgiveness and uh, moved to that place where he could believe that what Nathan said to him was true. Right. To, to, I mean, to, to just reiterate for his own sake, if you wash me, I will be whiter than snow. And to believe that that could really be true, uh, because that's not easy for us to believe either. We live with a lot of guilt that we have a hard time believing God can, yeah. can I mean, wash away. And again, we go to other places in Isaiah where we get that same metaphor of being whiter than snow. Though your sin, sins are as mm. crimson red, they will be as white as snow. Can you tell me a little bit about hyssop and why David says, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. I can't. I have no, I have no idea. Okay. Can yep. you tell me about hyssop? I, no, not really, no. Although I know it's a plant. Yeah. And I know that it was used at the cross to give Jesus some sort of vinegar. or so I just thought maybe there yeah. was some parallel there. I, I, so. I've heard things before, but it's been too long for me to call them to mind. And a lot of times those identifications with plants can be a little bit uh, debated, mm-hmm. so so I'm not sure, but I'm sure that there is. I'm sure it was used for cleansing. My glass, my my guess is it was it was a plant that was used to scrub. Yeah, right? was, I guess that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, or it could also have a religious connotation that we're not aware of too. So we'll we'll hold off on why don't guess, we guess why don't we that. give our listeners a little bit of a homework assignment and do a little research. <laughs> yes, we're we're all looking. We want an email from <laughs> report everyone back. Of report back to us, please. The um, other thing is. Uh, in, in verse 8, and, and forgive me if I'm departing from the text that you had originally read from this morning or this afternoon, but uh, let, the, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. That's uh, in verse 8. Mm-hmm. It's such a graphic depiction of what David sees himself going through mm-hmm. right now, that he is literally being crushed or figuratively being mm-hmm. crushed under the weight of his sin. And I can't help but can think in my mind of Jesus on the cross. Mm. Because in, in Isaiah, you know, he says uh, it was the Lord's will to crush him. Mm. And it almost sounds like these words of David here could be words of Jesus on the cross. Let me, let me hear joy and gladness. Let, let the, the bones you have crushed rejoice. Uh, as if, you know, maybe Jesus is seeing ahead to the accomplishment 
of what he's doing on the cross, that he will see joy and gladness. Yeah, it would. I mean, we know Jesus is quoting from the Psalms right. often through his ministry, including on the cross. So, yeah. so it wouldn't surprise me if, if this passage was in his mind. But also, that also just underscores the weight of our sin yeah. and what it does to us. And um, what's the, the the other psalm? When when I kept silent, my bones wasted 22. away because of my groaning all day long. Yeah. Uh, that another image of when I before I confessed, while I was carrying the weight of this sin, yeah. it was just eating away at me. It was in David's case here. It was it was crushing me. Mm-hmm. And when you think about Jesus on the cross, the the brutality of that is what stands out to us. But the greatest torment was. He was suffering that. He was experiencing the weight of our guilt. Yes. And what that does to us. And so, uh, you know, he's not just suffering physically. He's suffering hell on the cross. And we're tasting a little bit of that whenever we're holding on to our our sin rather than confessing it. We're, we're carrying um, that, that burden um, which Jesus has taken from us. The other... Place my mind goes whenever I read this psalm is the the Lutheran liturgy. Uh, we used to actually sing significant portions of this psalm as a response to the forgiveness that we received uh, in, mm-hmm. within the liturgy. And so, when you have uh, "Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me," I, I'm I'm kind of like I can hear the melody in my mind. Yep. And don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. Mm-mm. But the the words cannot the meaning and the significance of these words cannot be lost on us. <clears throat> Why is it that David goes to his heart as the place where he wants the purity to to come? It's because you know, and Jesus even talks about this. It's from the heart is what what flows all sorts of mm-hmm. sinfulness, bad things, bad things. Bad things come from the human heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so David recognizes, and this this goes back to a little bit of our conversation yesterday too. But there's, the, the, we are hopeless apart from the work of God, right? God, you need to create this clean heart in me. Only you can, which right. is humbling. At the same time, God, I believe you can create a clean heart in me, which is awe-inspiring. That such as I am could be cleansed, and uh, that I think that the the language of um, renew a right spirit within me. Mm-hmm. You know, I need more than just somebody to say, ah, oh, it's no big deal. Your sins aren't that big of a deal. I need a, a whole new spirit. And mm-hmm. uh, at what incredible cost God has, has answered this prayer of David and answers this prayer for us through the death of Jesus, his resurrection and the sending of his spirit. So we can be new people, um, new creations. It's, it's just awe inspiring. In the parable of the unmerciful servant that we're looking at this week, this is clearly the attitude that that first p- person should have had. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is really instructive as far as how forgiveness needs to begin. Yeah. It begins with recognizing my need for yeah. forgiveness and being, like I just said, it's awe-inspiring. When you're in awe of the forgiveness you've been given, that, that's how you forgive others. Right. It's not just by, like, trying, you know, to willpower yourself into not feeling hurt or wounded or something it comes from being in awe of god's forgiveness and then you're able to give grace right to people i think it's interesting too how you know i think for a lot of people myself included sometimes when you know you've done something wrong your first 
instinct is to try. I've got to do something now to to even the scales here a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think David even alludes to that a little bit in further down towards the end of this psalm where he writes, you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. That's our offering to God, a broken spirit. Yeah, yeah, that, that which just militates against every other religion in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is where Christianity is not just one among many; it is one among two. And every other religion in the world is about bringing God good sacrifices and hoping to to earn His favor back. Right. And and Christianity says what what you really desire is um, a, a heart that's broken by my sin, um, and contrite, and that's. That's what I bring to you, and you will not despise it. No. He will not despise it because he accepted the ultimate sacrifice on the cross for us. Mm-hmm. And because he received Jesus' sacrifice, ours, our petitions for forgiveness are received. Yeah. So. All right, so we have been encouraging everybody at home to follow that rejoice, repent, request model as we go through scripture. And we've further told everybody, we need to remind ourselves too, that prayer and scripture reading go hand in hand. It's that two-way conversation. And God is clearly speaking to us in Psalm 51. He's giving us a lot of uh, love and telling Mm -hmm. us who he is here. And so as we speak back to him in prayer, uh, we we can speak back uh, expressions of of joy that mm-hmm. we have a God who is willing to go to hell and back to forgive us for our sins, which yeah. He did in Christ. Yeah, yeah, we can rejoice in that. <laughs> my transgressions are blotted out. That He's washed me and made me whiter than snow. That that He did hide His face from my sins. Yeah. Uh, and and man, He did that while Jesus was on the cross. He hid His face. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Mm-hmm. The Father turns his face away from the Son so that I can be made a son. That, no other word for it. I just, it's just awe-inspiring. And um, yeah, a lot to rejoice in yeah. as we look at God's answer to this prayer. Repentance is just throughout this entire psalm. So yeah. uh, I think if we can repent as David repented, that would be... Um, to have that spirit that David had to come clean before God. You know, it's interesting because you go back to 2 Samuel. He could have responded in a number of different ways to Nathan's accusation. Nathan was literally taking his life into his own hands by going to the king Mm -hmm. with such an accusation. But David was very transparent, I guess you could say, in recognizing his sin. And that would be my request is that I would have that level of transparency before God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that. Yeah, I agree. I think as I, uh, my mind was back on the repentance and just, I think I can repent that my repentance is not like this. You know what I mean? Like I. So I, I, we just think that what we've done wrong is is minor, and it's not. Right. It's it's a huge affront. Um, the things that to us look minor, cover up all of the things that we should be doing that we're not, the love for God we haven't given, the love for neighbor and for, for family and, and for all. I mean, it just, we have fall so far short. And uh, this 
this psalm is convicting to me in that way, which then leads into that request, yeah, that God would give me eyes to see his grace more clearly, which really means eyes to recognize my own sin more clearly too. When we started out this podcast, we had said there's a lot here, and I feel like we only covered a small fraction of it. Yeah, we scratched the surface. Uh, But that's where the beauty is you always have God's Word in front of you, everybody at home. So take this psalm and just immerse yourself in it. Dive in, read it. Sometimes it helps to read it repeatedly. uh, And make these words of David's your words. Uh, and know that the forgiveness that he is receiving from our Father in heaven is for you as well. So, yeah. Anything else to add? I think that's a good place to close. I this think forgiveness it is, too. is for you. Yeah. So, we'll see you all back here again tomorrow. Thank you again for joining us, and may God bless the rest of your day.